Last week, Matt Heverly's attention was solely focused on something happening 129 million miles away from Earth. Specifically, the skies above Mars, as a small capsule sliced through the thin atmosphere, its heat shield absorbing the energy that coursed around it. Once through, that heat shield fell away, revealing the capsule's cargo, a $2.4 billion NASA rover named Perseverance. Matt, a former Medford, Oregon resident, had helped build that robot, working for NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory as a technical group supervisor for the robot's Mechanisms and Mobility Group, the engineers who designed the rover's wheels, suspension system, motors, and gearboxes. You know, everything that'll help it move as it goes across the surface trying to conduct its mission, looking for past signs of life on the Red Planet. And on Thursday, February 18th, all of that work was falling, reliant on a parachute, rockets, and an advanced terrain navigation system to guide it to the surface of the Red Planet. Here's Matt on a Zoom call the following day. And it's it's cool because when you talk to people about, here's, here's the big picture of what we're trying to do, you know, people get excited about it. I, I feel like we are doing something big and cool and special. And then you reveal the engineering that has to happen to make that work and how you know the parachute has to work and the separation has to work and the landing engines have to work and the vision system has to work to find the safe place to land and it's like oh my gosh there's a lot of things that have to go right and the robot has to do it all on its own and then and then we're all anxious and you look around and everybody's kind of tense where people i don't think would normally appreciate how you know challenging this problem the engineering problem is the Jet Propulsion Laboratory had been tracking the rover's final stretch, too. As it descended, they offered a play-by-play. -play. The navigation has confirmed that the parachute has deployed and we are seeing significant deceleration. Skycam maneuver has started, about 20 meters off the surface. We're getting signals from MRO. And then, it happened. Touchdown confirmed. Perseverance yeah. safely on the surface of Mars. Getting the first image. Every milestone along the way, you know, you're feeling, okay, that worked. Okay, that worked. Okay, that worked. And you're getting a little bit more excited. Um, and then there were, you know, there's a time when you lose um, communication, right? When the, when the heat shield is so hot that there's a plasma around the, the entry vehicle and you lose communication and your heart kind of skips a beat. And then they like, okay, they're back. They got the signal locked on again. And, you know, those are all expected things that are going to happen, but your heart is still... I don't know, racing. Today on The Insider, I'm happy to introduce Matt Heverly, the Rogue Valley's tie to the Perseverance rover. I've been writing about his NASA JPL work since 2013. He actually was one of the drivers on the Curiosity and Opportunity rovers before shifting to his supervisory role in Perseverance. I uh, just checked, and I've written nine stories about Matt. But this is the first time I got to talk to him fresh off a landing. And as you'll soon see, Matt's work with Perseverance isn't done just yet. Was there any particular point where you were more, way more nervous than others? Like, please work, please work, please work. <laughs> it was funny because my wife had a camera on me mm -hmm. and I'm, I was sitting up just so straight and I'm like leaning in and then you just hear it and it's like everybody's arms just shoot into the air and people start clapping. But you know, the, the intensity of it for me, you know, it, it's just, 
like this is it's a big deal not only for for this mission but you know the mission i'm working on is the follow-on mission and just in general our whole laboratory and has a lot writing on it and then the other thing for me is like the personal relationships that i have with all the people that worked on it right i worked on that mission and then i look in that control room and it's like oh i've worked with almost everybody that you're you're kind of seeing in there and i know that the years of of effort that everybody's put into this and and to to have that kind of personal connection to the people and their families and the sacrifices they've made to get this thing here i mean that's another added element that's like okay this was all you know worth it well and there's got to be the, that a whole other element too which is the pandemic to know that you guys did this in spite of so much i mean what's that like yeah and it there was this thought i've heard lots of people say this when the pandemic was there and a lot of people felt this you know, we need to work hard because we need some good news for the world, right? We need to have these accomplishments and show that we can continue to work through it. So I think a lot of people felt, I wasn't working on the project at the time when the pandemic hit, but I, you know, I know a lot of people who were down in Florida um, who were living through the pandemic, trying to assemble the spacecraft and get it onto the rocket. And, and I think they felt this, not only do we have to do this for ourselves and our teammates to get this thing across the finish line. But this is really something that our country can be proud of and and something that we can show that we can work through these obstacles that are, that are thrown in front of us and and give everybody some good news and and a reason to celebrate in, in a really challenging time. I wanted to pause this next part and sort of set the stage for you because this is an audio medium. I asked Matt about what it was like to see a particular photo, specifically one Perseverance had taken of one of its wheels. He hadn't actually seen it yet, so I got to watch him discover it for the first time. His face was like a kid on Christmas morning, so it was pretty awesome. When they showed the photo of the wheel today, I mean, that's one of the things that you worked on. So, I mean, I haven't seen it yet. have Have you not seen it? I'm going to pull it up while I'm talking to you. I, I, when, when you pull it up, I, you know, I mean, that's one of the things that you worked on. Yeah. And, and there's tons of people, you know, each of these things is not any one person, but yeah, the mobility system has a, a special place in my heart. Um, oh my gosh. Is this the picture of it on? This is the downward looking. No, did you not, did you not see the sky crane yet either? No, I haven't. Oh, seen man. That that's incredible. Isn't that amazing? Oh my gosh. It's so beautiful. It's just, oh, it is so cool. And then there's the wheel. Oh my gosh. And just, so my immediate, you know, the first thing I do, I've spent a lot of time looking at pictures of, of Mars, right? That's when we were, when I was operating on Curiosity. And the first thing I do is I look at the terrain and the rocks. I'm like, okay, we can drive here, right? We can get out of this. It's not in the middle of a giant sand dune. We're not like high centered on some giant rock. It's like, okay, we can drive here. And I kind of picture the path of like, okay, we're going to go between those rocks. And, and, and it just feels like, yeah, this is a real mission now, right? Like we're going to be able to, to go do this. And there's still a lot of things have to work, right? We've got to deploy, um, a whole bunch of different mechanisms and make sure that the wheels are still working. And, you know, there's a whole bunch to commission the vehicle and make sure that it's fully functional. Um, but, you know, the hardest are behind us and, and each of the pieces of information and each deployment that's another success is another kind of incremental approach towards, towards the science. And, you know, that's what, that's what we're here for is, is to enable the scientists to be able to, to do this great science mission. Um, but it just feels like it's one more step 
closer. It feels like it feels like the the hardest parts out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a very binary, right? It either works or it doesn't. And we've had um, other rover, every mission has something that doesn't work right. You know, Spirit lost one of its wheels and we had to figure out how to drive backwards and Opportunity lost a joint in its robotic arm. And we had to figure out how to drive with the arm unstowed. And, you know, Curiosity had challenges with the wheels where we were getting faster wear than we were expecting, but we figured out how to drive in different terrain. And I think that's one of the other cool things about it is everything's not going to go perfect. Um, but kind of once you have that binary, like, yes, we're six wheels down on the surface of Mars, like, okay, we can figure out um, a lot of things um, and do a lot of good science. You have uh, since shifted, obviously, from from Perseverance uh, as, as the uh, uh, supervisor for the mechanisms and mobility. Um, to the, uh, the the surface lead for the uh, the return mission. Um, yeah. I was I, I was curious if you could uh, uh, catch me up on where you guys are with that and uh, what what's happening right now with that particular mission. Yeah, so we're we're starting up that particular mission, um, and it's a it's a wonderful mission that's very collaborative. Um, so the the landed part of the mission that I'm working on, it's called the sample retrieval lander. So there's three payloads on there. One is the rover that will go get the samples. One is the robotic arm on the lander that will transfer the samples from the rover into the rocket. And then the third is the rocket that's going to put it into orbit. And the European Space Agency is developing both the rover that's going to go pick up those samples as well as the robotic arm that's on the lander. Um, And the, the rocket's being developed by another NASA center uh, Marshall Space Flight Center. So it's this collaborative effort across multiple NASA centers, but also across international borders, right? And it was fun to get emails from our European colleagues today, all saying congratulations, right? Their their success is just as tied to this as our success is. Um, and we're all just thrilled that we have a mission and we're quickly like looking, okay, where did they land? Where might they go? Where are we likely going to land? Um, so we're kind of tied together um, in these things. So we're, we're developing our next mission while very closely following the Perseverance mission, not only for a success, but also like, what is it going to mean for our mission, right? Where are they going to put those sample tubes on the ground? So there's a launch phase, right? Get the rocket up and, and get us going to Mars. The cruise phase, get to Mars. Um, the EDL phase, so the entry, descent, and landing phase. And then we have a surface phase for the things that happen on the surface. So I'll be the surface phase lead for the next landed mission. So I'll be kind of a systems engineer, making sure that we're coordinating all the different aspects of, you know, the rover goes out and drives, and then we're going to transfer the tubes, and then we have to load the tubes, and, you know, how do we deploy our solar arrays, and, and all those sorts of things. So there's tons of people who are developing each of those individual components, and there's people on Earth who will be um, commanding the, the spacecraft and the vehicle. And then it will be my job to kind of coordinate all of those so that the people on Earth um, that are doing the commanding and then the flight system, the, the rover that's there, all work together to be able to accomplish our objectives while we're down on the surface. Do you feel like you have some extra steam after that landing yesterday? Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I watched the National Geographic. Um, there's a great documentary yesterday that was on National Geographic that was done. And it's it's all you know, they said it a couple times in that documentary, and I feel it every day where we get trapped in the minutia of our day, right? I've got to um, 
write this document. I've got to do this, you know, analysis. I have to do whatever. And there's all these little tasks and it's wonderful to be able to step away and say, oh yeah, this is why we're doing all of that. And, and when you do get that perspective, um, and I often get it by doing outreach talks, right? I love talking to schools and rotary organizations and astronomy clubs and because it does give you that perspective. Oh, the thing that we're doing is really big and meaningful and just really cool. Um, and it does give you that steam to go in and be like, okay, let's go do X, Y, and Z, which are the little things that we got to do to make it all happen.